0: Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York, and actually I'm okay. It may sound like I had a hernia right there, and I'm not making fun of people who have had those. Those suck. But I'm just so excited. I am super excited to be here. Super excited to talk MMA, pro wrestling. There is so much going on. Might as well just say combat sports. Because before, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to totally, not really flip the script, but it's my show. I'm going to change things up. How am I going to change things up? I'm going to start off by updating you on the latest from the big, big money fight coming up in Atlanta in a couple weeks. Between Jake Paul and Ben Askren, put on by Triller. By the way. I'm figuring out this trailer and TikTok thing a little bit. If uh you get a chance, uh go find me on there, uh see my latest video. Uh I had a bro trip up to uh up to Midtown, played some top golf. Uh that the top golf will humble you. It uh <laughs> yeah. T- uh you don't necessarily you, your normal golf skills don't really apply so much here. You, you've got to figure out the new system. Uh, you know, I had one buddy who uh, is probably more skilled at golf than the rest of us. And he had some beautiful shots that were just not scoring points. And when they did, they weren't the big points. Uh, I had one buddy that probably had been 15, 20 years he swung a club he did okay. I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, myself, actually my brother was one of the people that went to, uh, I kind of started to follow my brother's lead. He had been to a top golf before. We, we noticed, or I started to notice that, uh, oh, he's doing, he's, uh, he's found these little shots and he is just nailing it and racking up points. In the, uh, the last game we played, I figured that out. Was able to come out on top. And, uh, Trying to think, maybe about the second game. I think is when the video was shot. But uh, we're going to try to do some more fun videos like that. Got some fun stuff coming up this weekend. We will talk about it on later shows. But for now, let's talk about the Jake Paul Ben Askren thriller fight. Uh, it was going to be Antonio Tarver versus Frank Mir as the uh, co-main event, sub-main event, however you want to say it the non Jake Paul Ben Askren fight on the card. Uh by the way, there are gonna be tons and tons of other fun things going on at this particular event. It's not just a couple boxing matches. Uh let's see if I can get it to come up on here. There are there are little mini concerts. This I mean it's loaded. It's loaded. <laughs> They are bringing out the big guns. We'll put it that way, but like I said, it was supposed to be Frank Mir versus Antonio Tarver. Well, the Atlanta Athletic Commission has some rules set forth about fighting and how you would how you would necessarily uh, qualify. And as far as that goes, Antonio Tarver, I think you had to fight within the last 10 years. Or you had to have 10 fights in the last 10 years, something like that. He fell just short of a couple different things. So the Atlanta Commission says, can't allow it. So that's unfortunate for Antonio. I know he was looking forward to it. But Frank Mayor needed an opponent. And who do they go out and get? Steve Cunningham. Steve Cunningham, look it up. He's got some boxing fights under there. He's this is going to be maybe a little closer contest than uh, Tarver, I thought. Tarver might might uh, have a little bit of an advantage in the boxing world. You know, Frank Mir can uh, stand and deliver when he needs to. But uh, yeah, that is now the the uh, second fight on this card. Frank Mir versus Steve Cunningham. I think it's going to still be fantastic. I. I, I Steve may not be as big a name as Antonio Tarver, but he's going to be just as big a threat to Frank Mir, and I I look forward to this. Like I said, uh, we are we are uh, trying to see if if that if uh, if, uh, if it fits in if we can make some stuff work. We'll put it that way. We are trying to uh, see if we can make it work to be there. I think it is a a must see event and uh yeah just some big things coming big things now like i said i'll get into wrestling in a minute let's talk some ufc let's talk ufc 260 uh some of the big the, the big the big moments uh mark andre baralt with the KO of Abu Azatar. This was on the pre pre show. It was the only fight and it was really good. I enjoyed it because it happened. Uh, Mark Andre brought was losing this and with four seconds to go in the fight, he laid him out. He just laid him out with some hammer fists to the chin and, and, uh, showed that you never know what's going to happen till the end of the belt. Uh, Abubakar Nurmagomedov Nurmag- Nurmagomedov Nurmag-Omedo. I'm working on it uh, he had the unanimous decision over Jared Gooden this was a good fight man it was a good fight I enjoyed watching went back and watched it the second time Miranda Maverick with the unanimous decision over Jillian Robertson Miranda's now to 11-2 and two. she is a force She's 11-2. She's a force because she's beat people like Jillian Robertson who is no slouch. Uh, women's flyweight, man. That's that's going to be a fun division. Sugar Sean O'Malley with the KO of Thomas Almeida. Against Sugar Sean back in in the win column. Uh, He's still got a little bit to go I think from coming back from that injury but uh, Sugar Sean looked good. Shout out to him. And I'm going to kind of get into it as we talk about this here. The sub-main event, uh, Tyron Woodley loses by submission to uh, Vicente Luque. Luque's a hell of a fighter. He's had a great calendar year with some, uh, some big victories and big wins here and there. Tyron Woodley, that was the last fight on the UFC deal. He's lost the last four in a row. He, you know, he, he says he's admitted that he kind of got caught up in the fame and the Rolexes and the uh, things like that. I could see that um, what everybody keeps failing to realize. I mean, to, to mention when they say all that is I, I, I very much think that he got distracted because he was on the Rocks show Titan Games. He was one of the regional Titans and uh, he, he had a pretty good showing on there. But uh, if you got time to film shows, you're probably not training and working out. And, and, you know, maybe he didn't have a fight going at that particular time. But even on the show, it seemed like he was a little distracted. But, uh, you know, great win for Vicente. He's going to move on and do some great things with welterweight. And I... I'm not going to say that even Tyron Woodley, who is 37, 38, 39 years old, I I don't think we've necessarily seen the last of him. Now, have we seen the last of him in UFC? I wouldn't wouldn't count that out either. I feel like I could see him signing a one- or two-fight deal. It's not going to be for the type of money maybe he was making. Uh, Maybe he should should realize that particular thing. Uh, Or... Maybe he wants to get into something else. Maybe those things that were distractions, maybe he wants to get into them now, doing the doing the shows like Titan Games, doing uh, – maybe he wants to get into acting or woodworking or, or shipbuilding or who knows. Maybe he wants to be a trash man. I don't know. But whatever Tyron Woodley does, I think he's going to be successful in it. And even with four straight losses, to, to say that Tyron Woodley is, is – not considered one of the best welterweights in the last handful of years is is just disrespectful. Uh, You know, good luck to Vicente for sure moving forward. Good luck to Tyron and and whatever he ends up doing. I I feel like we're going to be mentioning him on this show sooner rather than later. And then we get to the main event. We get to the main event, which is going to kind of stir up something on me here. Steve Miocic. Gets the uh, gets gets dropped, and uh, the the KO, TKO victory goes to Francis Ngannou. Um, people say that maybe it was the thirty pounds that Stipe was given up. I don't think so. People say uh, different things here and there, and and uh, you know, as soon as he beat Daniel Cormier in the the trilogy fight, he just had to uh, retain the belt what, in September, October, we crowned Stipe one of the best heavyweight fighters of all time. Some people say it even the best. And then he loses to Francis Ngannou in the second round, and all of a sudden everybody wants to write it off, just like they, they tried to do a couple years ago. And, you know, congratulations to Francis Ngannou, who is now the heavyweight champion. That makes three current uh, three current champions.
1: That are from Africa.
0: Which is uh, a feat all into itself. You know, I said Francis Ngannou obviously is...
1: Um what's the other one? I think Algernade Sterling maybe was the one I was thinking of.
0: I can't remember, but there are three that all hail from uh Africa. And uh that is just just uh, exceptional. That's that's showing a little bit of a change in the times. And the weird thing is is I would say that Africa is not even the the hottest or, or the hotbed of, of where all the, the new talent's coming from. All these Dagestani guys, man, woof. They are rolling them out like 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 machines. It just bam, here's one, here's two, here's four more, here's six more, and they are They are hitting hard. But back to Stipe. You know, we've all been in these situations where uh, somebody around you uh, gets a little worked up, gets a little mad at you maybe for something that really was not much of what you could control. Maybe you did or didn't react to something the way they thought and uh, perturbed them a little bit. I think Stipe's in that boat. and uh it it's like this: we wanted to crown Stipe as one of the greatest ever possibly the greatest ever heavy in the heavyweight division and which is not in his control all he can control is his career, which is what he did he is i mean how is he not the just not poster child poster man how is he not the poster man for Uh, Just being so full of class, doing everything the right way, even if it's not what made the best, best, uh, maybe it's not what the fans always wanted. You know, things like that. Everything Stipe has done, he has done just true blue by the book, straight up, you know. And we crown him as one of the best ever And then the first thing some people want to do is is, is immediately write that off and write Stipe off just because he he loses in the second round to uh, Francis Ngannou, who is one of the better fighters on the planet. That's on us. That's on us. And we have to do better, for one. But we have to do better. Uh, Stipe, everybody's like, well, is is he done now? He just lost a fight. Can we... Can we let him go home? Can we let him go be a firefighter, be a dad, be a be a husband for a few minutes? And I'm pretty sure he's got fights left on his deal. I'm pretty sure Steepay still wants to fight. As far as who makes sense for Francis and Ganu, immediately everybody knows John Jones is supposed to get it. Well, John Jones is trying to do posture and play the game. He came out the other day, and uh, pretty much from the time and Ganu won. I said he wanted his release because if he wasn't going to get paid big money to fight in Ganu, then he he would uh, rather just take his ball and go somewhere else. Let me just put this out there. John Jones is not afraid of anything. Is he afraid of, of Francis and Ganu? I don't think so. If he is, he's doing a good job of hiding it. John Jones, I would be willing to bet, is not afraid of anybody outside of some deity he believes in. I don't want to get into his religion because I don't know what his religion is, so I, I, I'm just going to put it that way. Whatever higher power he may believe in, he, he may be afraid of them. He's not afraid of anybody on this earth. So what is he doing? Well, he's trying to get his money. Francis Nganu has even kind of backed him up and said, yeah, John should get big money to fight me. I should get big money, you know? So we'll, we'll see who backs down between the UFC or, or John Jones. They call each other's bluff or whatever. Because something John should realize is just because he is scheduled to be the next opponent does not mean that he's the next opponent. What you guys are saying? Well, if if not John Jones, everybody's been saying John Jones for the last eight months, the last ten months. Oh, he's coming up to heavyweight. Uh, he he's going to get the title shot. And all. well, well then who? Uh, I don't know. There's there's a couple. Uh, Francis Zagni, of course, could take on Stepan Miocic as a as the uh, the, the trilogy fight for them. But I think it's too soon. I think he gets to pay some time. Uh, the obvious choice, in my opinion, if, if not John Jones, is Derrick Lewis. Because a lot of people say, why not Curtis Blades? Well, Derrick Lewis beat Curtis Blades. That's why. And the last t- and the last person to hold a victory, to put the L, to help Francis Ngannou have three losses in in his record. The last record recorded loss was from Derek the Black Beast Lewis. A lot of people thought it was Stepe. It was not Stepe, Stepe was before that. Francis Nganu last lost to Derek Lewis. I think if John Jones is gonna posture, then uh if you're Dana, you give him a timetable. You say, Hey, you have till you know, obviously don't do it now, this is short notice, but uh you, you get with John on a Friday and you say you have till next Friday to at least pencil in this fight. We'll talk terms. And, and I understand, you know, Dana's gonna try to make a fair deal and all that. And I understand John's trying to get his money. I'm not saying John shouldn't get get the pay. you know, the pay for this. I'm just saying if you're the UFC, you have options. Stipe, Derek Lewis, um think it's pretty much your options at this point. I don't think Cyril Ghosn is quite ready and, and Alexander Volkov, that's the other in the top five. Yeah, it's it's between Stipe, Derek Lewis, or John Jones, in my opinion. Now, UFC is off this week. The next one they will be at, uh, the next big fight will be Fight Night on the 10th. I think they are working on a main event for that because Marvin Vittori is in. But because... I wrote it somewhere. Where did I write it? There it is. Uh, Darren Till suffered a broken collarbone in practice. So uh, that fight versus Marvin Vittori uh, is not going to happen. And this is the card that's going to be on ABC and ESPN+. Plus. So they, I'm sure they're gonna find Marvin Vittori a new opponent in the uh, middleweight main event. There, I who I don't know. Uh, hopefully, somebody big. Let's get let's see middleweights, middleweights, middleweights. Hmm. You had five versus
1: six there.
0: Um, gosh, if not Till, we know Costa, I believe, is going to probably get the uh, the next fight. Uh, maybe see if Whitaker or Cannoneer or Derek Brunson want to fight or, uh, or Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson. I believe that'd be a rematch with Marvin Vittori. Who, uh, Marvin Vittori got the big win over him, I think, last time and stopped the uh, the Joker's big run up. You know, it, it just depends. If you're Fatori, I think Hermanson, maybe even uh, Gastelum, you don't you don't want to go much lower than that because uh, this was supposed to be an up fight for you. So I don't know. There's some uh, there's some other big fights coming up on that. The other big news, of course, is UFC 261 is going to be in Jacksonville. This is a payback for uh, Jacksonville helping the UFC keep going during the pandemic when they that were there before. Uh, 261 is April 24th, headlined by Kamaru Usman versus uh, Jorge Masvidal in the welterweight title fight main event. You got uh, uh, Zhang Weili versus Rose Namajunas. That's the title fight for the women's strawweight. And in the women's flyweight title fight, Valentino Shevchenko against Jessica Andrade. Holy crap. Let me get to the fourth match. Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman, uh, Weidman in the middleweight. Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. Those are all the pay-per-view ones. Uh, Alex Oliveira and Randy Brown are going to fight on ESPN. Uh, there's just fight after fight after fight. Those are all ESPN2 and ESPN. Bunch of big ones there. That's April 24th on May 15th will be UFC 250 uh, 262 Charles Ol- Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler for the lightweight heavyweight fight. And let's let's just put that to rest right now. The uh the uh Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor fight. Why is that not the title fight? Because it's not. Because uh, Dustin got the option. He, he got the option. This is widely known now. He got the option. Do you want the money fight with Conor? Do you want the title potential title fight? When Khabib turns it back in. He said, give me Conor in the trilogy. So Dustin took the money fight, the big money fight. And I think that was the right Choice. That was the right situation. So if you're Dana also Charles Oliveira definitely needed to be in the in the, the title fight and uh and Michael Chandler makes a lot of sense. So I have no problems there. Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. That's Nathan Diaz. I'm calling him Nathan Diaz from here on out. He said he told Errol Hawani that's his name. Nathan Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Tony Ferguson versus Benil Darouche. Shane Burgos, Edson Barbosa. There's Jack the Joker. Hermanson is going to take on Edmund Shabazian. I mean, this is just loaded. Loaded, as they always do. But those are the big things going on there. Um, gosh, we are half our show is going to be talking about fighting, and that is awesome. So, not to be outdone. Bellator is back. Bellator is going to be this weekend. I'm stoked. I know you're stoked. I'm going to have to catch a replay because I'm going to be actually out at uh at something else at an event covering it. But I will also be following along. Uh, who knows? I may do some updates in between things there. Um, Bellator is back. They got their Grand Prix coming up. I talked about some of their matchups last week. Which none personal, but for, for you guys who thought I was gonna go match by match on uh, all the pro wrestling stuff this week. No, I'm just I'm just gonna talk about some of the bigger stuff. But um hopefully this will come up soon. I just had it pulled up as the bad thing. Actually let's see. Um, yeah, I do know on April 9th at Bellator 256 you are going to get uh, Kat Zingano taking on Parker. That's going to be fun. It's always good to have Cat back.
1: This is not pulling up. This is great radio at this point. <laughs> But
0: I'm going to do it one more time, See if going to pull up. But anyway, uh, I know Pitbull is fighting. There it is. There we go. Now, let's go through some of the bigger fights here, because there are some names that you're going to be like, holy crap. Like, where is the one? Uh, Roger Huerta taking on Chris Gonzalez. Magomed, Magomedov is going to take on CJ Hamilton. Yep. He's one of the Magomedovs. That's going to be a just ridiculous bantam fight right there. Uh, main card. Alejandra Lara and Kana Watanabe. Man, man, those two girls are gonna. That fists are going to fly. Terrell Fortune versus Jack May in the heavyweight division. Usman Agurgamadov is going to take on Mike Hamill. Neiman Gracie. The welterweight standout at 10-1 is going to take on Jason Jackson at 13-4. Man, it's going to be fun. It's good to see Neiman back. It's good to see Jackson back. And in the main event, as part of the Flyweight Grand Prix title semifinal, whenever this goes to the final, yep, that's how that works, Patricio Pitbull is going to take on Emmanuel Sanchez. These two have fought before. It's going to be fantastic. If you're going to have a giant card, I think that's the one to have. you got Patricio Pitbull, Emmanuel Sanchez, Jason Jackson, Neiman Gracie as your headliners. That's like saying we're going to have a summer concert series and we're going to have you 2 and Metallica maybe some uh, maybe some I can't even think of big pop acts. (laughs) This is uh, name your favorite pop back, name your, name your favorite, uh, Jason Aldean's going to be there. It just, whoever, the biggest, baddest people out, that's what they're doing. It's going to be fantastic. I absolutely can't wait. Bellator's back, UFC's back next week. There's so much going on. I just told you about uh, Frank Mir's new opponent, Steve Cunningham. Wow. Welcome to halfway into the show. Let's talk some wrestling uh They're really trying to build up Bobby Lashley on Raw, and I really enjoy that. It's because they kind of snuck him in with that with that title win, and now they're trying to make him look a lot more legitimate, which he's Bobby friggin Lashley. if you don't think he's legitimate, you kinda hadn't been watching, but uh. You know, they've had him against Sheamus. They've had him against Drew. He's going to face Drew at WrestleMania. They, uh, I'm not going to spoiler alert for what happened this week. Uh, but he is on more of a singular path. And like I said, I, I think he is due. I think he is due for... He's due for a big WrestleMania moment and I'm glad they have built him up the way they have. I think him versus Drew is the best match they could they could come up with for the way they did it. And Bobby Lashley moving forward. There's a fresh set of opponents for him and I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's we finally have a new fresh face at the top. And like I said, it's Bobby Friggin' Lashley. The almighty, as they call him. This is... Here's the thing. A lot of people say this should have happened many, many years ago. I am one of those people. This should have happened. Many years ago. But since it didn't, he goes to Impact Wrestling, builds up, becomes a We, uh, he goes to Impact Wrestling, builds up a little bit. He fights in Bellator. He does some other stuff on the side. I think he charges up and he makes the holes in his game better. The things he needed to button up, he buttoned up. So that his latest run in WWE has been fantastic. And it makes sense for him to be a champ. Um. I like the Hurt business, but he doesn't need the Hurt business. I can see MVP. Maybe I'll do a little spoiler alert here, by the way. But at the same time, Bobby Lashley, enjoy your run on top, sir. Enjoy your run. Um, I think it is way too soon for Rhea Ripley to be in a title picture, especially versus Oscar. For one, you're kind of shooting a shot early and wasting it because hopefully she doesn't beat Ashka. Um, I understand the the stuff going on with Charlotte as to, you know, now COVID and, and uh, there's all kinds of random things that have happened and uh, Andrade's factoring into it. But I guess on short notice, they need somebody with some hype to be at WrestleMania. So maybe Rhea, because you beat down everybody else, but it just, it know, uh, I think he could have done better. I'm not sure who, not sure how. I think he could have done better. Uh, Ms. Bad Bunny, I like it. For one, if anybody is going to uh, help make Bad Bunny look good, it's kind of weird to say it that way, or to uh, make this a legitimate, fantastic moment, it's the Ms. He... Is the unsung hero, the all-star, the MVP, not actual MVP, but the, the one of the most valuable players in the WWE for all that he does do? A lot of things nobody ever sees, ever hears about, ever knows about. Uh, just kind of quickly, so the other stuff can draw. Whatever they're doing with, with Shayna and Naya, it looks like at some point they're going to break them up. Okay um the regional stuff it's 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 once again the women's division has become cannon fodder and like cannon fodder in the in the aspect of like confetti cupcakes it just i don't know it just makes no sense uh and and the other thing on raw the The Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman, they announced this week what kind of match they're going to have at WrestleMania. I don't get it. They're going to have to pull some kind of crazy loophole because it's, I just I don't think it's going to come off well without some other stipulation added to it. Um, NXT, they continue to build Raquel Gonzalez as she's going to take on Io Shirai. The championship at some point, like I said, I think this is going to free up Dakota Kai to maybe get called up after WrestleMania. That I'm excited about. Uh, Adam Cole, Kyle Riley. If you thought Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano beat the holy hell out of each other a couple months back, wait until you see two guys that have seriously been friends and together their entire careers. Um carrying across Cross, Finn Balor is uh Take My Money Now. These are two guys that are on a collision course. I think Cross is gonna is gonna take the title from him. Uh, but they're they're really building it up in a fantastic way.
1: Um, What was the other big
0: thing? Having Walter and Jordan Devlin back from from England is definitely going to be a fantastic thing. It looks like Devlin and Escobar, thanks to HBK, are going to be in a ladder match to unify the Cruiserweight titles. Once again, take my money. These are two of the best in the world. Not even Cruiserweights, two of the best wrestlers in the world. Um... I would almost say have a finish where they both end up with a title or something. It's I d I don't know. How do you how do you take a title from either one of these guys? That uh is, is just exceptional.
1: You go to SmackDown
0: You're gonna get Daniel Bryan versus Roman versus Edge at WrestleMania. That makes it sound to me like they are going to move the title up with Roman. Now he doesn't have to be in the decision, doesn't have to look weak. He can immediately get his rematch. I, that makes me think Edge is going to win. And I don't know if it's because he had to surrender the title when he gave it up a couple of years ago. When he had to quit. When he didn't really quit. When he had to retire. But uh, they're, they're really just botching this whole Edge return, uh, just left and right. It, it just uh, just continues to prove why it might be the third best show that they have. Uh, Rollins Cesaro, I think, is going to steal WrestleMania. These are two of the best wrestlers on the planet. I use that term a lot. These are two of the best wrestlers on the planet. Uh, Cesaro is looking for his leg up into the main event. Seth Rollins is going to be that leg up. It's great that he has decided to work with him like this, and this could be a post-WrestleMania feud. These two are uh, just incredible, and they match up really, really well. Um, I think, even though they're trying to build up Apollo, and I think eventually they're taking the title off of Big E, so maybe he can make a title run. It's, I don't know, it's it's starting to become repetitive what the two of them do. Uh, you know, it is what it is at that point. Another tag team shuffle they have going on on SmackDown, even though it includes some good people, you know, Alpha Academy, Street Profits, the Mysterios, Dolphin and Robert Rood. They're all good quality people. It's just, here we are, repetitive with a multi-person match. It might even be a ladder match, for all we know, or some kind of random, who knows what. Um, Impact Wrestling, they actually had uh, some decent matches this week. As far as uh, it, it, good quality, like really good matches, but none of them meant much of anything. Diana Diana Prazo beat Jazz, we knew that. TJP beat Ace, Ace Austin become the new X Division champ. We kind of saw that. Um, even though it was good to see Ace win it at one point. Um, Rahit Raju continues to be on the roll. He beat by, but so was everybody else. Ace Romero took on Trey Miguel. That was a good match. You you look and don't think those two would match up very well. It was really, really good. Uh, both those guys can really work. And then the main event was Eddie Edwards versus Carl Anderson. People always think Carl Anderson is just a tag guy. You are sadly mistaken. Uh, he went toe-to-toe with Eddie Edwards, probably out-wrestled him, actually out-skill-wise him. But uh, Eddie gets the win on that one. AEW, we had Omega versus Matt Seidel. Matt one of the greatest mechanics, flashiest mechanics, uh, even though he loses to Omega, because you can't Omega lose. Um, Page took on... Uh, Hangman Adam Page took on Cesar Bonini, who they are trying to build up, and yet they have... People run over him all the time. It's kind of weird. I think he's taking on Moxley coming up soon. But uh, Hangman Page in the Dark Order, that is one of the best storylines in AEW right now, in my opinion. Uh, They hold... He's kind of uh, business acquaintances with them. He hangs out with them. Uh, They really think highly of him, but he's not in Dark Order. I kind of like it. At some point, I think he'd be full-fledged in, but... Right now, just keep uh just keep the dating phase, so to say. Uh the MJF group is calling themselves Pinnacle. Of course that is uh that is MJF, Sean Spears, F T R and Wardlow. A uh, couple of them had a match versus the Varsity Blondes and uh, Dante Martin. Of course, Spears, FTR won that one, but that, that Pinnacle group, man, that, like I said, this, I I stand corrected. You know what, uh, Pinnacle, let's see, Page Dark Order is the second best storyline in the company right now. Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle is my favorite, maybe because I like all the wrestlers, but either way, um... Looks like CT Marshall and Cody are going to kind of get into it once Cody is healthy. He was in a sling this week. Uh, Pentagon. Uh, Ray Phoenix and Laredo Kid all had a big match versus the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutter. Color. Uh, Laredo Kid. Very, very good hang out with Phoenix Pentagon you got to be pretty good he is fantastic uh, kind of interesting the young bucks lose a match but it wasn't them with who got pinned so that was something and uh, Tay Conte with a big win over Nyla Rose that is a that that just tells you what they think of Tay Conte, Ty Conte is uh, and that and that Nyla would help her out like that and do the job uh, and, of course, the Carl Uchida and Bad Bunny come down. They're they're kind of making like a little bit of a melee out of it, but uh, good for Conti. That is a uh, fantastic and, uh, and great win. Uh, Ring of Honor, you had Mike Bennett, who got the DQ win over Beer City Bruiser, who is uh, trying to... He's kind of doing this solo thing right now. It's kind of weird. But, uh, you know, understandable. Do something a little different. There was a pure gauntlet. It was won by Fred Yehi, or Yahi, however you want to say it. I uh, had Wheeler Yuta, had Eric Martin, um, world famous CB, Will Ferrara, and Dante Calab- Caballero. Basically, it looked like a pure gauntlet that allowed them to feature two or three of their up and coming recent graduates from their academy. And I think it was good. It, plus, we got to see Will Ferraro. We had not seen him in a long time. So, that pretty much catches you up with all of that. Real quickly, as we are, obviously, we're going to go on to uh, Impact Wrestling is going to move to Thursdays here soon. I do not have an actual day. And NXT is going to move to Tuesday as part of the uh, Peacock deal that they the WWE has struck, which is fine. So that means we're going to get Monday Night Raw, that's Mondays, or Raw on Mondays. Tuesday is going to be NXT. Wednesday is going to be AEW. Thursday is going to be Impact Wrestling. Friday is going to be SmackDown. Technically, late Friday into Saturday, depending on your syndication and what channels you get, will be Ring of Honor. And uh, if you catch Azteca or New Japan or anything like that, they are uh, on the weekends as well. But that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys tuning in to another amazing edition of Strong Style. Man, there's so much to talk about. We're gonna get out we're gonna go on and get out of here. We're gonna go catch up with some uh some other things going on and we will see you guys next week. Deuces Gooses, go watch wrestling.